what I did see is a lot of CTAs getting long, extremely quickly, extremely speculatively getting long. And it wasn't just American CTAs. It was Shanghai traders as well. Good morning. This is the Arcadia Economics Silver Fix, and I am your humble host, Vince Lancy. Today, we're going to go through two things. One, we're going to be very tight today, hopefully, right? Um, we're going to discuss silver right now, so it's very actionable. But more importantly, it's going to be, I think, give you a little perspective on what really goes on with this Shanghai and CTA and all this other stuff when China is stimulating. Then number two, I had started a project I wanted to do, uh, Silvertown, I was calling it. I haven't finished it yet, uh, but I have a couple slides, some early preview slides. So I'll give you a peek on what that is. All right. So last week, what do we have? Last week, we had a very, start off with the markets, right? Last week, we had a 10% rally in silver. Very impressive. Um, uh, we discuss, I discussed this this weekend with uh, the Goldfix uh, founders. I don't see a lot of short covering in this rally, which is what I like to see uh, at the beginning uh, of, of of silver rallies. And what I did see is a lot of CTAs getting long, extremely quickly, extremely speculatively getting long. And it wasn't just American CTAs. It was Shanghai traders as well. And I've seen this before, and I want to prepare you for the potential home run and the potential uh, disappointment that comes from it. Okay, because it happens all the time. It's not a one and done thing. It happens Every time the, the Communist Party of China decides they want to do something. And then we'll go through that. All right, so let's do that. Okay, front running the CCP with silver. I wrote this up this morning. I'm like, it's just so obvious. So here's what happens. China's in a deflationary crisis, right? We all know that. It's a big deal. If China goes down, the world slows down. It's all true. It's all real. It's all known. But late last week, this is a four-hour chart. You can see it here, right? Late last week, I started seeing uh, a rally in base metals, copper, silver, more. I, I was focused more on silver, platinum, platinum. I was like, oh, there they go. There they go. China's going to stimulate. They do. That's how it works. And then I glanced at copper, and copper was strong. And I was like, okay, fine. Copper's not in the way, right? Usually, I'll look at iron ore. Because in China, this is really interesting, okay? This is how the economies work in these countries, our country as well, just not as obvious. Okay, China's in a deflationary crisis, right? All right. The, the Communist Party of China, they control the banks, they and the banks control the traders. So when the Communist Party of China says to its people, hey, not everyone, like it's powerful people, I just want you to know, coming down the pipe, we're going to do some stimulus. And they can do stimulus many ways. Capital controls, which is what they did this time. Capital controls, uh, interest rates, uh, helicopter money. But capital controls is their preferred Johnny on the spot tool. Okay. So they tell their bank CEOs, they tell their Jamie Diamonds, like, okay, stimulus is coming down the pipe. Just letting you know. They don't say go and buy. They just say, maybe they do say go and buy. Who the hell knows, right? They, they say, okay, heads up. Right. And what happens is, is 
all of China is on alert for stimulus. Now, you've got a bank, and the bank doesn't just put all their money into one thing. They've got segments. They've got divisions. You're the base metals trader. You're the precious metals trader. You're the stock trader, just like at every other big bank. And usually the base metals tell the hands. Iron ore, rebar, not rebar lately. Uh, because if China is stimulating, what are they doing? They're building cities. They're building, you know, uh, uh, high rises, you know, ghost towns, if you think they're not going to fill them up. But they're they're very big on, they were very big on real estate for a decade. Stimulation meant buy real estate. Stimulation meant buy commodities. And what you would see is you'd see, you'd see iron, you'd see rebar, you'd see copper, right? They buy nothing but copper when they stimulate. And then you'd see like right after that, you'd see bing, silver would just like out of nowhere, just rally 3%. And then platinum and palladium would rally. And you're like, all the white metals would rally and gold wouldn't move. This is like, you know, this is China. I'm like, this, that is, I was taught this. I didn't just make this up. This is China, right? And then gold will eventually follow, but silver would lead because of Chinese stimulus. And we had this, you know, kind of strong rally in everything, but a torrid rally in silver. And I didn't understand why silver was outperforming, but I wasn't sad about it. Uh, and then I saw uh, uh, the TD uh, CTA report, and turns out American CTAs were getting long, even while they were getting short gold. Got that? American CTAs are buying silver. Forget the gold. They're buying silver for two reasons. One, because they believe that the Fed hiking cycle is done. That was heading into Jackson Hole. Even though the market didn't move uh, much before last week, they had been buying, but it wasn't significant. So they anticipate Jackson Hole to not be such a bad thing, even though it's been interpreted as, as, a, as hawkish. And they were buying. The second reason they were buying is, well, don't you think the American banks are talking to the Chinese people? or their Chinese client base. So CTAs in China, Shanghai traders, they call them. Shanghai traders were buying the potential stimulus. US CTA buying. And so you have this awesome little self-reinforcing cycle going on. And uh, and then Sunday night, China makes an announcement. What's the announcement? Make a couple announcements. But the one that matters the most is China reduces tax on stock trading by 50% to boost the market. You're like, oh, they're reducing tax. What's that mean? I want you to just think of it this way. They reduced margin requirements. Capital controls are taxes, capital you have to have in your account. It's like margin requirements. And, and I didn't write this headline. China orders state bank funds to buy stocks. This is Sunday night. I mean, can you imagine that? Like, they can do that. We can't. But the fact that we're hearing about this Sunday night means they were told last Wednesday, and that's what's going on. So why did silver go up if they're buying stocks? Well, you're at the bank, remember? The bank gets told. The bank tells its traders. The traders trade what they trade, right? And so the Shanghai traders that bought silver, that, that trade silver, bought silver, bought copper, bought iron. That's the good news. The next news, which isn't, it isn't the 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 jury's still out. The next news is what happens after the official statement comes out. 
And when China's in bull mode on everything, right, when they're building skyscrapers, right, the news comes out and the markets go crazy, like another 10, 20 percent in silver, you know, copper rips, rebar goes to the moon in, in Japan. You know, that's how it works. The news came out last night and Chinese stocks immediately ripped five and a half percent higher. But then they gave back three percent. And I haven't looked at it in the last hour or so. So. Chinese stocks rallied and then backed off. So I'm going to say rallying and backing off after news like that is not good. Uh, and it turns out a little bit of recon turns out that uh, offshore investors in China, like Americans, they took the rally as an opportunity to get out, kind of an escape hatch. So that's not positive, at least in the short term. What did the metals do? They chopped sideways last night. So I want you to understand that if China stimulates again, if they do something else again, it's going to rip, okay? And if they don't, this market's a little bit long. Guys in Shanghai got long very quickly. You know, the guys in Shanghai got long very quickly. doesn't mean that's bullish. It just means they're in. It just means they have a bet on. They have a big bet on. CTAs in the U.S. are long. Will the CTAs in the U.S. puke and drive silver down in the short term? Could be, but they're not really that weak in silver because they're selling gold. So what you might see on the way down is you might see gold drop while silver drops because we just had silver rally without gold really doing much. Just keep that in mind. All right. So that's 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 the landscape right now. The landscape right now is, is China stimulus working by silver? That's just going on right now. It's just the way it is. And here's the bonus. We, in general, this community, buys silver as money, uh, remonetization. In China, they used to do that too, but now it's industrial. China views silver industrially. I'm not saying they don't think it's not money. You know, Forget about your ego here for a second. China uses silver for solar panels. We've gone through that, right? Bao Xiaojun, uh, I'm saying his name wrong, but, but Bai Xiaojun, made that abundantly clear and detailed what we had always known, but never really put a finer point on that silver is an industrial metal to China, just like copper is. And that's it. They take advantage of our bank keeping the price low. Okay. So that's front running the CCP. That's how it works. Always works that way. Has worked that way forever. Let's see if it works again. Second thing. All right. I hinted that I was going to do this. Okay. After the BRICS meeting, I was thinking about, I was like, what's a good way to describe BRICS uh, without getting all, you know, bricky and technical, but at the same time making it uh, uh, silver community. And I was like, you know what, why don't I just build Silvertown? And I started doing it. I have a lot more slides here, but I just want to get you started. Right. So forget about the bricks, even though it says bricks, forget about the bricks. There's a community. I'll give you a quick overview. There's a community within the United States, and that community has three families in it. Right. The food family, the energy family and the materials family. It's like a Simpsons cartoon or something. Right. OK. The food family knows everything about growing and manufacturing. Now, forget manufacturing. There's no machines. OK. Food family knows food. They grow it. Cattle, corn, wheat, soy, they have a huge farm, okay? The energy family, they know everything about energy. 
firewood, coal, oil, which they use for heat, even though you're not making heating oil or anything like that. Materials. Um, the materials family, you know, it's kind of like Minecraft, if you're familiar with that, right? The materials family knows how to build stuff, what to do with wood, what to do with iron, what to do with copper, where to use it. Copper flashing you want to use because it doesn't, you know, rust. Uh, wood because it breathes and in, in, in depending on the climate, you know, iron for things that are supporting. And these three families, they have big families, by the way, big families, because that's the labor. Labor is the families. All their kids are working for them. These three people find that they shop locally within this community, within this little gated community, right? I get my food from the food family, you know, and it works that way. And they pay with dollars. Dollars are used. Um, there's one other thing about this family, these families. This community sits on top of a big deposit of silver and it just comes out of the ground and they all have silver. Now, they have silver and the United States, the country pays for that silver. And that silver is only worth $4 an ounce to them, to the, to the out of the country, right? And so out, out of the little community. So they'll sell some silver. All three of them have the same amount of silver. And there's your community, right? There's your community. They're part of the United States. They're three families. And they also have a lot of silver. So there and back, the path to full remonetization. There you have it. So labor, big families, innovation, none. Luxuries, TVs, no. Culture and art, nada. Leisure time, no way. They bust their ass all day long. Energy. I want you to know that this works if you're looking at energy as just coal and firewood, or if you're looking at energy as heating oil and gasoline. You have energy, you just don't know what you can do with it yet. I mean, you know what you can do with it yet, but there's not a lot of applications. That's the key word, applications, right? So there's no innovation. New family moves into town. The innovation family. The innovation family invents. That's all they do. They take materials. They take food. They feed themselves. They take energy and they make things and they make a car. They make transportation. Oh, let's leave this up here. Silver is the only thing they all have in abundance. They also all value it equally as a store value to them and a stored energy. It is not industrial to them yet, et cetera, et cetera. We'll come to that. All right. So the fourth family, oh, you're not supposed to see the countries yet. The fourth family is the innovation family. The innovation family, what do they do? Well, they make a car. They invent a car. They take the materials, little rubber, little steel, little glass. They take the energy. They heat it up with coal or whatever they have to do. They smelt it and refine it. And they eat food and they make a car. What's the car do? Well, the car allows... And everyone contributes equally to the economy. Everyone values each other's contribution equally. And what happens is the car allows the energy and the food and the materials to be more efficient. The food gets transferred from farm to table faster, right? The energy gets used uh, more so they make more money from the energy. The materials get used more and they get, they everyone's benefiting from the, the transportation. You know, it's kind of like the Uber concept, not Uber concept, but basically it's innovation, application of these three things, innovation, and all three things benefit. It is a virtuous self-reinforcing cycle. Okay. Labor, still big families. Innovation, yes. 
car. Other innovations are going to come. Oh, oh, wait, you use a coal furnace to heat your house? Oh, the innovation guys make uh, a, a heating uh, a furnace, right? The, uh, uh, materials, materials, you're chopping wood with an axe. The innovation guys make a chainsaw, right? Food, you're growing food. The innovation guys make uh, a thresher, right? So the innovation uh, allows everything that's been there, the triangle, to become four and everyone benefits. The innovation can't do shit without the materials, right? Nobody, everybody needs everybody. The three are now four. Now the, the fifth part of this, this diamond now is labor. And the labor part is all done by the families, okay? So what's happening is you have the basic necessities, food, energy, materials, and innovation comes along. And it's not a necessity, but it makes things better. And as you go down the path, Labor, big families, innovation, yes. Luxuries, still zero luxuries. Culture and art, no way. Leisure time, yeah. They can stop working when it gets dark now because they get their work done for the day. And in this little community, they all have silver. And now we go to what that really looks like. And that's the bricks. Forget Russia's oil, okay? Russia grows wheat. Saudis grow energy. South Africa has mined materials. China is innovation. China's a lot of things, but I'm just saying all they bring to the table is innovation. There's the bricks. That's the bricks. And we'll get into, we're gonna take, I'm going to take this and expand it show you what the bricks realized, right? And then we'll tie this into silver. Now, I know everyone's thinking it's about gold. It's not about silver. Uh-uh. It's about silver and gold, okay? Uh, uh, and, and, and the reason it's about silver is because it's industrial, right? And it's precious. And it's what happens outside of, of the, now it's a community of four, that determines the price of silver. They keep it down outside there because the price is determined by those guys over there. And these guys are like, screw that. We're not going to sell our silver out there anymore. We'll just keep it for ourselves and we'll make solar panels. They want to spend $50 billion on solar panels, but they don't want to buy silver. Well, screw that. Hey, South Africa, you got silver? Yeah. China, you got innovation? Yeah. Make us some solar panels. Screw that. We'll keep the silver. We'll sell them solar panels. Idiots want to spend that much money on solar panels. They can have it. We'll keep our silver. And that's how the bricks are born. I'm Vince. Day 46. Have a tremendous day. And uh, keep in mind, short-term silver is overbought. Okay? Long-term, we're in the beginning of this whole makes a bottom, chops, 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 and you have your final short squeeze and we go up. Talk to you later.